TGIF, everyone. It's Mike Frazier on Friday, September 30th, 2022. All I can say is sayonara to September. Good riddance this week, this month, this quarter. September has historically been the worst month on the calendar for stocks. It sure lived up to its reputation this year. On to October and Q4. September was bad for bonds, too. Yields jumped as the Fed doubled and even tripled down on its commitment to combat inflation at all costs. Demand has been destroyed. That's precisely the Fed's goal. The costs are racking up, and significant damage has been done to the capital markets. The dollar has spiked against pretty much every foreign currency. Rising yields and the strong dollar have a chokehold on the market, and asset prices have collapsed as buyers retreat. 2022 has been a year like few others in modern history. A reprieve will come if and when the Fed relents. The market has already sounded the alarm. And this was a wild week for rates and currencies. It sent global stock markets haywire. The British pound sterling fell to a dollar three, its lowest level against the US dollar in history. The new administration, led by Prime Minister Liz Truss, announced a series of tax cuts and increased spending that sent shockwaves throughout the system. This was the most aggressive tax uh, cut plan coming out of London since Margaret Thatcher occupied 10 Downing Street in 1988. The British plan to borrow more in order to pay for the tax cuts. Now, the market believes a borrow and spend plan lacks fiscal discipline. This, as Great Britain and the rest of Europe stared directly in the face of recession with elevated inflation. Now, this controversial British tax plan drew criticism from the IMF, Moody's, and the White House. The IMF, which stands for International Monetary Fund, urged Prime Minister Trust to reevaluate the tax cuts, warning that this action will likely trigger a cost-of-living crisis. And I quote, Given elevated inflationary pressures in many countries, including the UK, we do not recommend large and untargeted fiscal packages at this juncture, as it is important that fiscal policy does not work at cross-purposes to monetary policy. End quote. The British pushed back. They're going to do what they're going to do. At first, stocks and bonds sold off aggressively in response to the tax cuts. Yields soared, taking bond prices down. It created a great deal of stress in the system. But the bond turmoil in the United Kingdom led to the Bank of England stepping in and buying bonds in the open market. This was a complete reversal from its rate hike and tightening campaign, which is similar to that of which the Fed is undertaking in America. Now, the jump in rates made government borrowing costs surge, and the BOE wanted to stop that. So the British Central Bank suspended the planned start of its bond selling next week and started buying long-dated bonds in size, describing it as whatever scale is necessary. News breaking that the BOE was buying bonds sent a charge into both bonds and stocks around the world on Wednesday. The yield on the 10-year Treasury hit 4% for the first time in a decade and a half earlier in the week, but reversed hard as bonds rallied. Stocks rallied too, putting an end to the six-day slide on the S&P. But the rally only lasted a day. Selling picked back up to close out the month and the quarter with concerns that inflation will linger. The Fed will break the economy and the whole world will end up in recession. The end of Q3 saw a complete buyer strike for stocks. And the British pound has declined 17% this year against the dollar and has been cut in half since 2007. The pound sterling was trading as high as $1.70 in 2014. For perspective, a property in London listed at 5 million pounds would have cost $8.6 million in 2014. It's basically even at 5 million this week. A strong dollar is a great tool for foreign travel. Both the euro and British pound are at multi-decade lows, with the pound touching a level never before seen. The euro is now below parity against the dollar. European vacations are on sale. 
A 40-euro bottle of wine in Paris would have cost 53 bucks in 2014. It costs 47 now. A hotel in London at 600 pounds per night would have cost over $1,000 in 2014. It costs 618 this week. Now, currencies don't normally move this fast or this frequent. It's a sign of stress and confusion. Now, that's a theme for 2022. As beneficial as the strong dollar is for trips, it's terrible for overseas sales. We'll see the impact as earnings season uh, begins again in October. The U.S. dollar is up 21% against a basket of foreign currencies. Roughly a third of the S&P 500 revenue comes from outside the United States. It's estimated that every 1% change in dollars has a 0.5% impact on the S&P 500 earnings. So that means that Q3 earnings will face an approximate 10% headwind to sales for growth overseas. And that's yet another pressure the stock market faces in 2022. The stock market needs the dollar to stop rising at this meteoric rate to find a bottom. September also brought one of the most devastating hurricanes in American history. The west coast of Florida was hammered with winds up to 150 miles an hour and rain approaching 30 inches in some regions. Economic damage estimates vary, but the cost of recovery for Ian could exceed $70 billion. Two and a half million customers in Florida were without electricity. It's so tragic to see so many people's lives turn upside down overnight. Fires out west and flooding in the southeast, America keeps facing emergency. And it's likely going to exacerbate food inflation, too. Florida orange production was already expected to be poor. The Department of Agriculture said that orange production was already estimated to fall 13% to the lowest in f- over 55 years. That was before the storm. Tropicana and Minute Maid shut down their facilities in anticipation of the hurricane. They're still assessing the damage. Over 2,000 flights were canceled, and 14 oil rigs were shut down in anticipation of the storm. Florida's biggest seaport in Jacksonville, as well as the Port Canaveral, joined uh, Port Tampa Bay in shutting down completely. They're expected to reopen this weekend. Disney World closed Wednesday and Thursday. Well, the park did reopen up on Friday to a smaller crowd. Now, to put things in perspective, the state of California averages 22 inches of rain for the year. Many regions in Florida got that in less than a day. Returning to normal will take time, if ever. Back to the market. The path of least resistance has clearly been lower. The Fed has been stubbornly steadfast in its war on inflation. It is committed to killing it at seemingly any cost. The Fed policy is completely choking off demand. And the housing market reflects it. The stock market reflects it. The American consumer reflects it. Until the Federal Reserve releases the chokehold, the stage of the cycle will remain volatile and pressured. Now, things are incredibly oversold. But oversold does not mean the selling pressure is over. We haven't seen extremes in negativity like this in years. This week had only 3% of the S&P 500 stocks above their 50-day moving average. Only 16% were above their 200-day. This is extremely rare. In the case of sentiment, we've never seen it. For the second week in a row, the American Association of Individual Investors survey recorded over 60% of recipients said that they were negative about the stock market for the next six months. There have never been back-to-back 60% bears in the history of this survey, which began in 1987. The extreme readings in breadth, momentum, and sentiment raises the odds for at least a potential relief rally. It just doesn't happen yet. There have been few places to hide for investors in 2022. This has been a relentless bleed lower, but no capitulation. Wednesday appeared to be a reversal in the making, but that proved short-lived. So earnings are likely to play an increasingly bigger role for the next move for the market. Expectations have come down. Are they down enough? We'll see. 
The street's now looking for S&P 500 EPS to increase 3.2% for Q3. That's down from the 9.8% it expected at the start of the quarter. Ultimately, it's earnings that drive stock prices. Now, wherever the low ultimately ends up being, chances are very high that it doesn't stay down there very long. I say sayonara to September. We now enter the strongest seasonal period for stocks. October tends to bring bottoms before a year-end rally. 2022 is clearly not normal. But there's a lot of bad stuff already priced in. A reprieve is way overdue. Any sign that the Fed even thinks about pausing to reassess the situation and the damage they've already done would likely lead to a powerful rally. It's pretty bad out there. We haven't seen things like this in quite a while. And we're still very much on the defensive. But everything gets hit in a bear market. Given the oversold condition, the crowded bearish sentiment, and even the Fed's position, one has to think about what needs to happen for things to become less bad. One has to ponder about the possibilities of the other side of the trade. Remember, it takes two to make a market. Now, this firm has been around since 1975. I've been here the last 20 years. We've seen a lot. We've been through a lot. Tough times don't last, but tough teams do. Hang in there. We've got this. Have a nice weekend. We'll be back dark and early on Monday. I'm Mike Frazier.